Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about controversial ideas, unacceptable views, and pry through the madness. I'm your host, Brian. Well, holy crap, tomorrow's December 1st, which means there are only 25 days left until Christmas. So if you're a Christmas person, I hope you took advantage of Black Friday, all the sales and everything else online so you can get your shopping done. I know I did, and it makes a big relief. Anyways, before I dive into this week's episode, I'd like to give a shout out to some of the people on Twitter that have been helping to amplify the podcast by retweeting my show notes and stuff like that. Uh, The first one is Save Our Children, hashtag Trudeau Must Go. That's a pretty good one. Another one with just initials, SL. Another one, Jennifer N. And another one, Jonathan. You rock. Thanks for helping me get these ideas out to the world. Okay, so this week I had a plan for another topic, but that's going to have to wait a little bit. All because of the Emergencies Act inquiry. That produced just way too much to talk about. So this will be a little bit longer than normal, but not too much. Let's jump in. In what will come as a shock to absolutely no one, the inquiry into the use of the Emergencies Act by Trudeau's Liberal government was as likely to produce justice as trying to divide a number by zero would give you a number. The Teflon people that make up this government were never in any danger whatsoever of being pushed out of their positions of power over us. But it was fun to see some of the clips of Christia Freeland being cut off mid-sentence only to elicit her how dare you face, or Trudeau's clip of denying calling people racist and misogynist. Spoiled people really don't like to be questioned, I suppose. One interesting item that came out of the inquiry was that the Emergencies Act was needed to stop the truckers from blocking some of the border crossings, which was causing economic damage. Now, forget the lockdowns and restrictions on people's movement, as well as many businesses being forced to close. Well, unless, of course, there were big businesses that could afford to buy government favors. No, those government-imposed restrictions, which was what triggered the convoy in the first place, didn't cause economic damage, just the convoy's reaction to the restrictions. Now, this isn't difficult to understand. The government restrictions clearly had a negative impact on the economy and thus people's lives. And so too did the convoy that was jamming up the border and restricting trade. But one doesn't compare in scale to the other. But really, this could have been ended by stopping the government's draconian impositions, or at the very least having Trudeau talk to the convoy. At least they would have felt heard, and who knows if they would have left afterwards. Knowing that nothing of substance would come out of the inquiry, what really captured my attention were a few of the clips that I saw online. I've linked the clips here in the show notes for you to see at memoryholeshow.com, so have a look. There's, I think, three different videos on this episode. And if I were you, I'd check them out sooner than later because, well, you never know when they're going to get memory hold. Um, Bill C-11 is getting closer to being passed. As a side note, they should really call Bill C-11 the memory hole bill. That would really work out good for the website. Okay, so this first clip is of interest because in the past, I was really fascinated by body language. Everybody has body language, but most people aren't even close to being fully aware of it, let alone being able to manage it. People can craft words without regard for the truth, but lying with their body language is much different. The police and other intelligence agencies know this and use this all the time. Body language that disagrees with the word spoken is a huge red flag. So as a rule, when words disagree with body language, go with the body language. If you can, compare that with a baseline of behavior. 
Now, this is kind of easy because famous people have a lot of footage you can watch to establish that baseline of behavior. Now, before you watch the video, here are some of the body language tells that you should look for. One of the things that people do when they're uncomfortable or in situations they don't like and want to get out of is to use what's called self-soothing techniques. Babies, for example, will generally stop crying when they get a soother or when they feel the warm comfort of a parent. Adults will often touch or rub their face or hair as a way to bring back balance to their emotional state. Another tell when someone is uncomfortable is eye contact avoidance. Since they don't want to face what they have to confront, they look away. Variations of this might be to cover one's eyes to avoid seeing or to cover one's mouth for the fear of what is being asked to be said. You'll often see this accompanied with frowny eyebrows as well. Now when somebody tightens their lips and makes them narrow, they're usually in disagreement or opposition. It often signals that they're not telling the truth or have more to say but aren't willing to say it. A childish version of this is to include a pouty posture and sometimes a huff. You see kids do this in defiance of their parents. One last tell comes from when a person is under stress. One thing that often happens as a result is their heart rate increases, which can often lead to the need to sigh, sometimes quite heavily. This is so that you can get your heart rate down and it also helps to get oxygen back into your blood, but it's mostly involuntary. Okay, now, knowing all those little tells, try watching the video below from the 34 second mark for about three minutes, which is the end of the whiteboard part, but turn the sound off. Just look at the body language. It's a really neat experiment. Turning off the sound helps to keep the crafted words from influencing how you perceive the body language cues. Okay, I'm gonna go into the details of what I saw. I hope you had a chance to watch the video. Now, if you did, how many of those body language cues did you notice? None? Many? Now, I've been watching Freeland for a while now. When she normally gives announcements or speeches, she's confident and squares her body up to the audience. During question period, however, she has very different body language. Many of you are probably familiar with her Mr. Speaker meme, where she tilts her head and puts on her frowny eyebrows, and it just comes across as highly condescending, sort of like a spoiled rich kid that's being called out for the first time. Now, during the inquiry, Freeland is clearly not in her comfort zone. Directly across from her, is the stand for the lawyers asking questions. In this case, it's Brendan Miller. To Freeland's right is the Commissioner Rouleau, and to her left is the gallery of people. In front of Freeland on her desk are two screens. Now at the 38 second mark, Freeland wants to say something to Miller, and Miller accepts her offer, then promptly cuts her off. Now I think he does this to kind of diminish her value as what she has to say is just not that important and to kind of take her out of her position of power. To this, Freeland gets frowny eyebrows real quick and looks around to her left as if someone should be backing her up. Clearly, she is annoyed. But someone in her position should be better composed. It's as if somebody like Miller should not be allowed to question her or make her uncomfortable in a setting like this. Then Miller starts reading out the name of a document. Freeland adjusts her hair and gets a drink from her glass of water. The document shows up on Freeland's right screen. 
When she realizes what's on the screen, she tightens her lips. It's like an, oh shit, moment. As the document is being scrolled to the important part, Freeland begins to rub her chin, starts to look around more, and her eyes start to wander around in avoidance. It's as if she doesn't want to face what's on the screen. Then she starts to self-soothe herself by scratching her eyebrow, rubbing her, the side of her nose and mouth, then her chin, and ends up by covering her mouth with a finger, sort of like in a gesture, as if to prevent her mouth from conspiring against her by saying something it shouldn't. To me, these are all signs of self-soothing. She is not comfortable with the content in front of her. After some more looking around, Miller brings up Dave from CSIS. Freeland can be seen, she clearly smirks, which comes off as a form of disdain. She then raises her shoulders and takes a huge breath as if to relieve stress or anxiety. Or maybe she's just trying to blow down a house made of straw. Either way, that was quite the audible and visual sigh. You could almost say it has an element of poutiness to it as well. I think you get the point. Body language is huge. Most politicians are good at this craft, but they are humans that make mistakes and they aren't all equally good at managing their body language. Okay, so that was Freeland. Another interesting thing that came out of the inquiry was <clears throat> Trudeau's denial of calling people racist, misogynist, and anti-science. If you ever needed a lesson in how to be the perfect politician, well, here is your master class right here. So once again, I've included the video clip of Trudeau calling people all those things over here at memoryholeshow.com. So come on over and check it out. I've also translated what he has said so that for those of you that don't speak French, you won't understand it otherwise. So here's what he said. Trudeau. Yes, we will get out of this pandemic by vaccination. Okay, so first off, that's not your call, Trudeau. It's my body. Don't try to make my life difficult by trying to coerce me. Trudeau again. We all know people who are a little bit hesitant. We will continue to try to convince them. A little bit hesitant? Why do you think that is? Does it have anything to do with the vaccine having been formulated in just eight weeks without any significant trials or any mid to long term data showing the positive and negative effects? When they said it was safe and effective, how did they know it was safe or effective? We all know now that those claims had to be continuously adjusted as new evidence came out showing the vaccines were not nearly as safe or effective as originally claimed which is why many wanted to have longer-term data than they were allowed to have. Also, I do like how Trudeau said they were trying to convince them. Convincing is good. It's like persuasion. Force and coercion are bad, which is what they did. Those are the tools of tyrants. Things like cutting you off from your job or getting food or accessing medical services are all example not of persuasion, but of coercion. More from Trudeau. But there are also people who are fiercely against vaccination. Yeah, no shit. Because you're forcing your decision to inject something they don't want into them. What did you expect? And then the host that is with Trudeau says, they're extremists. Classic fashion. Just like Sith Lords. You're either with me or you're my enemy. You either agree with my position or you're an extremist or a racist or blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Notice how Trudeau doesn't disagree with the host calling these people extremists. He just piles on. 
more from Trudeau. They don't believe in science. They're often misogynists, also often racists. I'm interested as to what science he's talking about here. They didn't have mid to long-term data to support their science. People that are cautious simply wanted to wait for that information, but that didn't work for Trudeau. Then Trudeau throws out this delightful tidbit. And we have to make a choice in terms of leaders, in terms of the country. Do we tolerate these people? To reiterate, Trudeau called out a group of people. He said those people are fiercely against the vaccine. He concurs that they're extremists. Then he claimed they don't believe in science and they are often misogynists and racists. Now, I don't know how misogyny and racism got into this. Maybe it's a woke thing. I'm relieved, though, that at least not all of those extremist science deniers are racist and misogynists. I mean, we could have had a real crisis on our hands. But all kidding aside, those were his words. Now compare what was said last year to what was said during the inquiry while he was under oath. I did not call people who were unvaccinated names. I highlighted there is a difference between people who are hesitant to get vaccinated for any range of reasons and people who deliberately spread misinformation that puts at risk the life and health of their fellow Canadians. Quick recap. So we have the entire Canadian population. A subset of them are fiercely against the COVID vaccination. Trudeau concurred with the host of the show that this subset were extremists and went on to call them science deniers. He then name called some of that unvaccinated subset as racist and misogynist. Only a politician can talk out of both sides of their mouth like this and believe it. Now, the second part of the comment that he made was interesting. Who is spreading misinformation? Well, many people were. But you know who's denying spreading misinformation? Government officials that continuously claimed the vaccines were safe and effective while the growing evidence proved otherwise. But that's okay. Only one word comes to mind after hearing this clip. Perjury. To which there was only one proper solution. Resign, Mr. Trudeau. Don't forget to check out the videos in the show notes at memoryholeshow.com. I always find it interesting trying to show people new things or explain different things and all that. And the body language thing is quite interesting. Anyways, thanks again for sharing these episodes on Twitter so that other people can find them. And you can always find my current episode pinned to the top of my Twitter feed at memoryholeshow. And don't forget, hey, just tweet me something or whatever like that. It doesn't really matter. You never know what will end up in the show. But wherever you jump in, join the conversation to unsilence yourselves. And don't forget... Speak up or you'll get memory hold.
All content from MemoryHoleShow.com and The Memory Hole Show is for the purpose of entertainment and is presented solely as opinion.